All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Everybody, welcome to Dropping the Gloves. Gosh, I feel spoiled, Tim. Another excellent interview coming our way. We got he's the talk of the league. Do you know this? Yeah, everyone's talking about him. I was just pumping his tires like a week and a half ago. How this this kid is unbelievable. I love the way he plays. I love the way he just acts on the ice. It's Brady Kachuk joining the the podcast. Brady, how you doing, my friend? Oh, those are nice words. Thanks for having me. So we never know what to expect from young kids because most of the time, I'll be honest, they're a complete dud. We have some, we have, we've had some bad interviews on the show where the kids just show up and like, oh, I just want to give it a hundred percent. I love my team. I love hockey. Thanks guys. How are you as an interviewer? Are you a normal person or are you just going to be a complete dud? Uh, just, just lay it out there for me. <laughs> well, love to have a good time and, not afraid of the old generic answers. So if you need a little contract <laughs> like that, I'm the guy. So if I tell you, give me your true and honest thoughts on a player, you're going to give me your true and honest thoughts, like a Mitch Marner per se, or somebody in, in, in your division. Yeah. The, yeah. It honestly depends on who it is, but yeah, we'll also have to see. So we'll, we'll just jump in right there. You've been fighting a lot this year. Who, who is a guy who you just want to get your hands on and really ragdoll him? Because when I was playing, there was a few guys who I just wanted to grab. Is there anybody who gets under your skin? Well, I, I, it's not really guys that – It's get, a coach? I mean, no, there's no coach I, like, despise. I, mean, just, I just don't like pretty much everybody. I mean, that's just it's the name of the game. I just, I just like my teammates and, and anybody else that's – if you're in our way, we're going to go through you. So it doesn't really matter who I you are. I love that. So are you a guy who after the game is shaking hands with your buddies on the other team? Because I, I tried to hate every fighter I knew I was going to fight. I didn't want to be your buddy afterwards. Do you just like, let's grab a drink later? Or are you just all business all the time? Yeah, I mean, I, it's crazy just with Matthew. And uh, we have so many connections about who guys we played with and you know, close in age who are friends with everybody. So it's tough, you know, some, some games, some teams you'll talk to guys after, but, um, or if it's a road trip in a normal year, you'll, you know, hang out with them outside the rink. But, you know, this year it's been weird. And yeah, I mean, like, I think I've listened to it before. It's, 
like kind of the new thing that you no know, everybody's kind of buddies and, and kind of not a lot of that anger but if it's a guy i fought usually a guy i don't know so we'll, we'll never really talk to him on the ice or after the game all right okay that's a very generic answer um so we're off to a slow start brady yep. we'll see if we can pick it up that's okay yeah. that's okay so you know, it's we build up even like this podcast. I usually start out terrible, and then we build up. We we build some some camaraderie, and we get to know each other, and all is all is good in the world. So, anyways, moving on. So, were you excited to get drafted by Ottawa at that time? They weren't doing too hot. They were, you know, bottom of the league. They had the fourth overall pick. They were lucky enough to get you. What was your thoughts? You're like, yeah, Ottawa. You're like, oh, I wish I would have went somewhere else. Yeah. Honestly, I was I was pumped. Like I was just pumped because I saw it was probably the best opportunity to play for for a guy. Like, I was in college, so I wasn't sure if I was leaving or not. And you know, it took me all summer to make that decision. And and I just saw the most opportunity um, in in Ottawa. I was like, Let, let's do it. And I'm not gonna lie to you, I was I was pissed when I <laughs> kind of saw the the people, the fans' reaction because you know, at that time they wanted. Um, you know, different players, and that kind of, like, made me a little pissed, but um, came in with more motivation, and, I mean, I feel like with the way I play, I, f- I feel like they really like that now, so. Um, what did they want? They, so, they were kind of projecting to pick that Zadina, who's now in Detroit, who's, who is a great player, and, and you know, he scored 40 or 50 goals in, in the Q- when he was in Halifax, so. You know, the, the fans wanted that, you know, flashy goal score. They didn't really want that meat potatoes. It seemed like he didn't put up a lot of numbers draft year. But, um, you know, it was – it's it kind of hurt my feelings. But I think, you know, after a couple of games, I think they started to, you know, catch on to what I was all about. I don't think the fans realize how easy it is to score in the queue. It, it, they they don't play defense. There's no hitting. And it's just a, like the, the final scores of every game are honestly eight to six. And they don't get it. They don't get it. You know, college are winning two one. You maybe sneak with an apple. It's it's it does not come easy in college. I've been saying it for years. All of the great hockey players come from college. I went to Michigan Tech, a powerhouse in the NCAA yep. ranks, and I got no respect coming out of college. Everyone's like, "You're a joke. You're not going to score anything." Well, look at me now. <laughs> Five goals in the NHL, almost three hundred games. All-star MVP. Well, I don't want to, I saved that for the closing, Brady. Come on. <laughs> I don't want to lead with my lead with the ace right away. <laughs> Brady, you think uh, you guys have surprised some teams this year? I mean, like, yeah, you're at the bottom of your division right now, but it's a tough division. And after starting off pretty slow, you guys are starting to get some wins. And I think what you're doing is battling teams every night. And there's, there's no easy games against you guys. No tough, no easy matchups. Like, how have you kind of turned that ship around a little bit? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, just with the no training camp, it just sucks. You know, for us, didn't play for nine months, you know, for some of us that were um, there before. But, you know, some guys played in the bubble. And honestly, it just took time to to get back in the rhythm, get back into that busy schedule again because, you know, I bet everybody got used to, you know, the relaxing, having some beers in summer and just hanging out. And um, now to get back, it it was tough. It, It was um, new team, you know, we have crazy amount of new guys this year again. And, um, you know, it was just tough. But I think now we're just starting to play our game. And, and we're that team that's not – like you see all the great players, there's a ton of generational talent in our division. So we're going to have to be a team that's in your face and just hard and mean to play against. And 
I think that's what we've started to do. And, and we started to give those tough guys uh, or the, those top guys a tough time out there. So you mentioned generational talent. Who's better, Matthews or McDavid? Just let's settle the debate right now. One name. <sighs> Come on. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be probably – this is the American me. I got to go with Matthews. I mean, just he scores from in all different ways. It's just – I know McDavid's at high end speed, but Matthews is right up there, speed, strength, and he's got an unbelievable shot. So I got to go with the American boy. He's got some speed that doesn't really – translate to the to the screen he he moves around pretty well you say oh he can fly and he's a horse he's strong you can't knock him off the puck no kidding. and he's got that shot interesting you would think most people would say mcdavid just because he's lightning fast but mm. all right all right i'll give it to you so let's let's go to your team now you have a young team you have some guys who have some experience i play with a few of them what's it like playing with a group of young guys who are carrying the load, the Batherson, the Shabbat, the Stutzel. Is it exciting or is it just overwhelming when you just look down the bench and it's like, man, there's some teenagers, there's 20-year-olds, there's 21-year-olds. Like, what, what, What's it like to be on kind of a junior team? Honestly, like it's been a blast. It's been – we've gotten to be really close and – just you know all the road trips and all the time at the ranks we've gotten to be really close it's 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 been fun we've you know we're all going through the same struggles and um to kind of have each other to lean on and um of course we got some great older guys too that you know do a lot of good things for our team and you know help us when there's a lot of there's some deep valleys and um you know they helped uh, all of us get through that but um it's been a blast i know it's different i mean like you said there's a lot of guys under 23 and um, it's definitely learning and experiencing, but that's the way to do it is, is going through it. And I think that's going to make us way better because of it. Yeah. Speaking of a young team, you were given the A at a pretty young age, obviously too. Can you talk a little bit about like how that came about, what that conversation was like, and maybe what sort of leader you want to be on the team? Yeah. Um, last year, no, DJ, our coach pulled us, pulled me in and, and that was when kind of the trade deadline was happening. So a lot of our you know leadership guys got dealt and, um, I just said, you're going to have it. You deserve it. And so for me, it's just, I, I mean, I'm trying not to be a vo- that vocal guy who kind of gets you know, monotonous at times. Just want to lead with, you know, the jam I hopefully bring. And that's, you know, putting the body on the line, try to just crush guys out there and try to bring that emotional, you know, spirit to the game and, and just try to bring guys into the fight too. So, um, I, like I said, I don't, I don't want to be that vocal, you know, cheerleader and, um, but of course, when things want to be said, I, I want to you know, have an impact with with what I say. So it's a lot of. I mean, I've been leaning on my dad heavily with that, and my brother, and and uh, you know they've helped me out a lot. But there's still way more to learn with that. So my dad was a complete waste of an athlete. He he told me he rode in high school for years. That was his claim to fame. He's like, we won championships in rowing, and I found out he was the coxswain who doesn't do anything. And my brother is is a, I don't want to call him a fat slob, but he's not a skinny athlete. So what's it like to have like a dad and a brother? I, I, I didn't want to talk about this, but you mentioned it twice. Is there any pressure to be better than them? Because you got the little brother syndrome. There's no, honestly, there's, there's no pressure at all. It's, I mean, it's definitely, I would love to be the best Kachuk, but um, that's a great career. I got to beat with my dad. So, and, uh, you know what, if it happens, it'd be awesome. It'd be, it'd be good. But just, 
they put in a lot of work to be where they're at. So if I could just match that and, uh, there's a lot of battles with Matthew, even now it's, uh, you know, we, we have the old mature card in us, but we, we still battle. We still have that, uh, childish when we're together. We're always trying to cheat to win. It always is happens. Any, is there any pressure to win a cup before he does? How sweet would that be to bring the cup home and be like, suck it, Matthew. Yeah. We, t- we talk about, so we were around with the blues when they won and like, yeah. we're like happy for you know, Robbie Thomas who lived at our parents, but we're so pissed too. We're like, like we're starting to plan out like our parade in our respective cities our party. Like he's talking about how he wants to come in with like Nelly, who's from St. Louis. Oh, the gosh. And just like, we got details like that, just crazy stuff going on. So, um, I would absolutely love winning before him so we can throw the biggest party of all time. So, um, I think that's in the back of our minds too. <laughs> the fact that you brought up Nelly, <laughs> I don't think he's really, has he released a song in 10 years? No, but that's, that's the issue we're, we're trying to figure out with, you know, the planning of the party. <laughs> and you're going to go down, down dope street with the Range Rover. What's how does he wear going down, down, baby. Dope street. Mm. Yep. Stop ready to let it go. I don't know. You and your St. Louis, the St. Lunatics, is that what he called his group? <laughs> it's so, so bad. Oh, but anyways, okay. So you mentioned laying it on the line, bringing guys into the fight. What is your hitting style? Mine was a more just go as fast as I can and hope I hit something. How you're leading the league in hits. How do you do it? Like, it, it doesn't seem like it's that hard, but then when you get on the ice, it's a hard thing to hit guys. Yeah. Like, what's your style? Well, my mindset is if I'm going to hit somebody, I'm going to try to hit them through the boards or through the glass and, and not just hit to hit. Just yeah. there's a reason why there's hitting the game, and that's to wear them down and, and put some miles on them. And that's my mindset. And then I also think if I'm skating at a guy, like why waste my energy just to stop when I can you know, hit, maybe sneak behind the play and cheat a little bit for offense and maybe get beat up the ice get beat up the ice once in a while, but at least I threw a hit and maybe can go for a breakaway the other way. So I don't know. I just, it kind of rattles me when you see guys, you know, just hit, like throw their back against the glass, make it a big scene. And Oh, it's all show. Yeah. If somebody would have done that to me, I'd be like, all right, like really? Like you wasted both our times. Like I'm just, we might as well change and get off the ice. Like that's, that's embarrassing. So, um, yeah, just got to hit, hit the hurdle most. I don't, I don't know how bad that is to say, but, that's how it should be. That's how, yeah. We had a guy on our team who he would hit to her. Remember Patrick Coletta? Oh, yeah. He oh, would yeah. murder guys. But so many times the guys would move out of the way and he would smash into the boards. And you could mm-hmm. hear it throughout the rink and he would get off the ice. And he, gosh, he broke his back so many times and his neck and stuff just by running to the boards. It's crazy. Yeah. So be careful, Brady. Just no, you know, no, cautionary tale. And for fighting, Brady, like you've already fought, like John said, like three or four times this year. Do you, do you look for it? Do you have that, you know, that move where it's like you want to drop them or is it always more of like a tactical thing to pump the boys up? No, it's, it's sometimes like when I'm pissed off not playing, well, I, I want to have an impact in any way I can. And I mean, right now this division, it's, I feel like you're asking the same guys over and over again. It's just that you kind of, it's almost like you have your weight class and you don't really – you just know the guys who are willing and, and no, no guys who aren't. And, um, you know, what? It, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a two man thing. So it's up to the other guy too. But I, I, I usually 
when I fight is when pissed off, try to fight for getting our butts kicked. Or if somebody takes liberties on somebody else, that's when no, I hate that too. So, um, but I, I enjoy it. I think it's, it's fun having that adrenaline rush. It's fun, you know, punch somebody in the face and, and hopefully you don't get punched, but what happens. And no, I definitely, I definitely enjoy that though. So we are, we're the big sponsor. Well, we, we kind of partnered up with hockeyfights.com. Do you ever go on there? Cause I used to surf that all site all the time. Oh, I'm on their Twitter every day. Just seeing who's fought, just see, no, I mean, of course, not just the NHL, but, you know, AHL and, you know, I see all the leagues and I enjoy it. It's, I've always done, I don't know why, like, I don't know how, when I started, but I do it all. I've watched every fight of guys like Tom Wilson, Jamie Benn, you know, Wayne Simmons, Felino. I've watched all these guys, all their fights. Like, it's just, like, yesterday I watched, uh, you know, Mark Mathot's fights. I've, I just, no matter who it is, I've watched their fights. It's fight. I've seen all my dad's fights too, back from all of his career. So it's, it's, I, I like it. It's fun. It's, it's, it's crazy to see how tough some of those guys were. It's like watching Baruby fight and that you no know, generation. It's, that was nuts. So it was a different, you know, they were different it, back then. It, it's different from, uh, and I like seeing the difference in, you know, the different eras. So it's, it's, I've always watched that. Well, they didn't know how to play defense. It was just a straight punch in the face contest. It was awesome. Like they had no fear. Unbelievable. It's, and all those guys, it's just, there was, it's just, even the story is just, there's always one heavyweight on um, each team. So no, it's pretty least. cool. At least. Do you, uh, do you guys like the all Canadian division? Like, is it getting boring playing the same teams? Or do you kind of like these rivalries that are starting to brew throughout the season? I like I like the rivalries. It's I think it's great for our game, but um, I think it's just a perfect thing for for this year. And um, you know, I, I, I of course wouldn't mind going back to the U.S. And, and playing you know those teams. And I think everybody's excited for hopefully a normal season next year and being able to travel. But I think it was great for this year. But I think everybody's looking forward to you know going back to the normal schedule. What about the uh, – I want to hear about the All-Star Game story too. So, like, you were selected uh, last year, which turned out to be just before the pandemic, which obviously no one knew at the time. Uh, Matthews got hurt, and you got the tap there, and it was in your hometown of St. Louis. Can you talk a little bit about, like, the phone call, how that all went down, and how excited you were to make your first All-Star Game appearance in front of uh, yeah. family? I was in Bahamas. There's a little trip we had. Huh. You know, I went with my girlfriend, you know, teammates and their girlfriends, and – um, I was in Bahamas. I was coming back no matter what the next morning, but I got the call. I was at senior frogs in Bahamas and of course having a great time, just maybe off my phone for 10, 15 minutes, just didn't feel anything. All of a sudden I looked down, I see call from my dad, my mom, my agent, you know, oh. Pierre Dorian, and just all these guys calling me I'm like, this isn't good. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I did, but this, so I called you know, my dad like back. He's like, Hey, like you, you got to get going. Like you're in the all-star game. I'm like, all right, come on. Like I'm at senior frogs. Like, let me, I'm coming home tomorrow. Like don't need to bust my chops. He's like, no, you're actually in the all-star game. Like let's, let's, let's get everything dialed in. Let's get your gear dialed in. And so I started calling everybody like what's going on and I had a bunch of texts. So it was pretty cool. And, and all of, I was thinking about the, the funny story would have been is, um, I didn't have any of my suits, didn't have any of my gear. So that was kind of a big panic to get that all set up. Cause I was, it was the next day was the festivities. So 
trying to get all that stuff dialed in and it was nuts. And I was thinking about wearing, you know, bathing suit and some floaties, <laughs> stuff. but, um, I thought that would have been good, but no, it was, it was just <clears throat> be there as, you know, I was on a five day bender and, and to be there, it was, it just continued on cause you know, I was hometown with a bunch of family and it was awesome. It was, I was just so lucky to be there. And, um, we had a great time. It was special to share that with Matthew and to have my dad come out for the skills too. is pretty sweet. That does sound fun. And then you won the MVP. It's, it's so cool. Oh, sorry. No, you didn't. Oh, that was me. Oh, Brady. You know, I don't like to talk about it a lot, but it was 2016. You know, it was, oh, sorry. (laughs) What did you say? In Nashville, right? In Nashville a long time ago. Oh, I would have loved to play against you. It would have been great. (laughs) Would you have taken a run at me if we were playing against each other? That's a a true test. Yeah. I would have. See, I like, I don't like, I'm not afraid of like going out there to hit guys, but of course, if you're at, like, if you're going to beat me up, of course, I'm going to carry on with my day. I'm just going to keep hitting you and chirp you and just get off the ice. (laughs) But I'm definitely not going to. If, I, if there's a scrum, it's definitely a little uh, little panic in there because if I see you coming, game over. I wish. Is there anybody in the league who you're nervous about? In your division, we'll say. Yeah. I mean, there's there's guys for sure tougher than me and, like, bigger, you know, more experienced fighters. So, I mean, there's guys I know if I end up do getting into a fight with them, it's definitely got to be a little more cautious and how just – instead of just holding on and throwing, I'd have yeah. to be more tactical and definitely have to learn more to handle those types of guys. But I mean, there's like the true heavyweights that, you know, like the Reeves, uh, Delorier's like the, the guys like that, you know, McDermott, it's, of course, I don't, I, don't, I will never fight those guys. Cause yeah, they're in a different weight class. Yeah. But, um, unfortunately with our team, we got a lot of tough guys too, that I've kind of been ticking their brains with. So, um, you know, if there's a guys that are a little bit ahead of me that, you know, I'm not, not afraid to you know fight them, but just have a little more experience from the guys and, and my teammates that have kind of taught me a little bit. Yeah. Is Michael Haley still kicking around your guys' team? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome guy. One of the He's best great. guys. One of the best guys ever. You got to get him in the lineup more. I like him. I like the way he plays. You have any uh, problem with the coach? He, uh, he, uh, not really. It's, I just try to play, but. With him, it's he makes just everybody way more feel way safer out there. Just right. his presence in warm ups, I couldn't believe. Just best guy off the ice, great teammate. He was intimidating me in warm ups, and he was on my team. I couldn't believe I was like looking at him, like skating at the red line, and like with this, you know, we have a helmet roll, which sucks, but he, you know, with his mohawk and he's just no visor, just staring kind of guys down, skating around. I was like, this is going to be a fun. I'm with, I'm with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because he's only like five foot ten, five foot eleven. He's not a tall guy, but man, is he a good scrapper? You got to get him back in the lineup. But anyways, so speaking of rivalries, I, I didn't know if we should touch on it. What happened with Calgary? You guy gets his first win. What's going on? Was there some kind of rivalry happening during the game? Did Calgary just not realize it? It's a stupid thing, but why would they try to take that puck? What's going yeah. on? Yeah, well, I think – I mean, they're struggling right now, so I, I think if there's a lot of frustration there. I don't think they realize because it's kind of tough when 
like for I know for me personally, something happened with you know Montreal last year, which I grabbed the puck. I didn't even realize it. Like it's just I feel like guys don't really realize like that type of stuff. So. No, who grabs a puck after a loss, after a regular season game? Like, I really need this puck. Yeah. Nobody. If there's, fan, if there's fans there, you give it to a kid or something. But since there's nobody there, there's really nothing to – but I think it was just more frustration that they kind of been struggling. I think he was just being a wiener. And he's like, I'm going to take the goal. I'm going to take the puck, and I'm going to go away. That's what I think, and that's what I'm sticking with. Tim? Yeah, I want to ask about a couple guys on your team. The first is Shabbat, who's really stepped up his game this year. He's really flourishing. He's one of the better young defensemen in the league. Like, talk a little bit about how good he's been. Do you think he's got some uh, Norris votes in his future? Oh, 100%. I think he's, like you said, one of the best defensemen in the NHL already, and he's you know, still a really young guy. So, you know, he's what's great about him is he's you know, a great player, but even a better guy. And he's, he's so much fun to be around. Unbelievable teammate, friend. <laughs> And he, he brings it to you, so it's uh, happy to have be teammates with him for sure. And talk that's a little. A, that's what such a funny answer! He's what? such a good friend. <laughs> it just genuine. sounded funny. It sounded like you were trying to like just uh, get him a job I, somewhere at like where? Staples. <laughs> he's liable. He shows up on time. He's a really good friend. Try, just give him the job. <laughs> speaking of that you got a bromance with uh tim stutzel tell, tell us a little bit about like how that formed did you know him at all had you ever talked to him before he showed up and like how did that form so quickly yeah no clue it's it's i feel bad for josh norris because he's living with us too and he gets no recognition so it's basically like <laughs> we call him kevin jonas so uh <laughs> he's, he's the mistaken <laughs> brother so um no it's been good i, I that, never met him until he was out of quarantine and came to, came to you know the ranks. So we, I just thought Mark Stone let me live here my first. I just thought how helpful it was for me just to learn, you know, some valuable things, you know, off ice too. And um, and he helps me a lot at the rank when you know, make me feel more comfortable. I thought if I could do that with, you know, a guy who's going to be sensational in this league and just try to help him out a little bit. And you know, he's been a great guy and and. He's been you know, easy to live with. He's an absolute mess, though. Just leaves stuff everywhere. He'll leave his drinks for days. So that's something we're going to fix with him. But um, <laughs> he's he's been great. And, and uh, I just thought it was important to, to do that for him. So how do you three guys end up in a house together? How does that work? Well, and what's your aspect? Like, how are we doing it? With, well, like, like, the- you've been in Ottawa for three years. Mm-hmm. You don't even have your own place. You said you're living in whose house? Mark Stones. I'm renting. Mark Stones. So when are you going to buy something? And how do you three guys, you just like, listen, let's save some money. Let's be frugal. And, you know, we'll go thirdsies on rent. Is that how it, are you just like, how does oh, that work? It ain't, it ain't thirdsy. It's, you, it's, you're, free, you're, it's free 99 for the other two. No. What? I know. It's get a good deal. Anyways, it's, we all got our roles. We, we got our roles. We got we got Josh, who's the cook, and okay. pretty much Timmy just provides nothing. Just <laughs> that role. But um, well, myself, just the financer. Financer, look after things, make sure everybody's organized, and, and move on. Daddy. Your daddy. Wow. What do you guys do for fun? Are you, video, are you gamers or what? A little. Uh, like, I play. Play cards, um, please. Pardon me? Do you play cards, please? Tell me you do. 
Oh yeah, we're on the card table. We got, we're on the card table. We play cards, so we're we're not that just all Xbox, all stuff like that. We watch hockey, have some fun when the time is. So okay, so. what what games do you guys play on the plane? I loved playing cards. We play. So we play on the on the plane. We play just poker. That's just okay. and then in the hotel it spices it up. We play seven up, seven down, poker, um, other stuff like that. So it's it's we but this year too we have our you know our own team room in which we've never had before. So we like to spend, you know, a lot of time there to play cards, watch we watch a lot of poker. Oh, I miss that so much. So okay. You're a young kid. You're an assistant captain. We're going to talk again in 15 years. What are you going to tell me? What's your career look like, ideally? Oof. Hopefully a couple cups. That's my goal. It's, I think that's – With what team? Of, well, with, I like being with Ottawa. I like the okay. city. Okay. That's, I love being here. So, that's going to be I, – I, we have a good team coming. So yeah, you I, do. Pretty fun to watch as – no, an NHL fan. So I think you're. We're going to have the Stanley Cup potential team. I agree, Brady. I agree. You're listen. You broke the mold. You were a good interview. You're a good kid. Good luck. I will continue to pump your tires. I love watching you play, my man. And I don't say that very much about kids these days because I feel like kids these days are just entitled little brats. So I like where your head's at. I like. Uh, I like what I'm seeing. I don't know if it, I don't want to inflate your ego too much but keep going you know what i mean i, I i'm very impressed appreciate it. gotta bring the old school back i love it tim do you have anything else my man no this has been great thanks for coming on buddy we'll have you again soon yeah thank you so much for having me guys yeah brady all right well have a good game tomorrow you guys play tomorrow thursday first one in a week gotta get the legs underneath us who do you play montreal so oh, that's an easy win they're so bad it's just terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you get? Come on, give it to me. No, <laughs> I'm not going to quite start. We'll see it Thursday. <laughs> All right, Brady, my man. Thank you again for joining the show. We appreciate it. Good luck the rest of the year. We'll be in touch. See you, buddy. Perfect. See you guys. Well, that was good. I, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Very very good talk with Brady. Nice kid. That was great. Like we, we, she surprised me as well. I thought he was going to give us some stiff answers. I think my favorite part of that whole interview, toward the beginning, he said something along the lines of a paraphrasing, but he's like, "Yeah, I don't like anyone in the league who's not my teammate." <laughs> right? Love that. Yeah, like not enough guys hate that. It's like the, the the baseball thing where you see the guy on first base chatting with the first baseman, like they're all friends. It's just like for for ninety minutes, for two hours, whatever it is, just like get at each other, and you can talk after, you know. Well, especially with a guy with his game type. You got to hate everybody or else it's going to affect your game. I love, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I, that's the way I tried to go about my business too. I, I didn't want to be friends with anybody, especially fighters. Cause it would affect the way you played the game. Were you taught that approach or just kind of figure that out on your own? I just didn't like guys talking before or after, even during warmups. I just didn't like it. So even when I like got traded, I got traded from the Hawks to the Rangers and I played the Hawks like two days later and I absolutely tried to kill everybody on the Hawks. I took a run at Jamal Mayer so bad, and I, I turned around. I tried to fight everybody. Seabrook came over. He's like, what the hell? I'm like, let's go. Jammer stood up. He's like, what are you doing, John? I'm like, I hate you. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> and I, I just – that's the way I tried to play. I, I did not like anybody I played against ever. So, I don't know. I just think that you can't have, you know, a mindset of like, oh, this is my friend. It's going to affect how you play the game 100%. 
Speaking of two, he mentioned Michael Haley. I know you've, you've, you've talked about him before on the show too. When he's saying Haley is so intimidating that even he's kind of afraid of him during warmth and he's on his team, what does that look like? What is Haley doing out there that's scaring people? He's just got the face, you know, the mean mugging face skating around and you're just all business. You're just not smiling. Your eyes are furled a little bit. I don't know. See, that stuff, maybe it intimidates him. But I would just kind of laugh at him like, well, we, you know, we know you're tough. But it's just the role, you know, you, you, you try to intimidate people. And it works, obviously. It's intimidating Brady Kachuk. He's on his team. So, like, we're, we're going to talk to a player maybe this week or next week where I asked him to fight off a draw. And it was a nothing comment by me. But I was like, you want to go? And he's a skill guy. And he remembered it. And it, it, maybe it affected him just a little bit. So little things, you never know how people are going to take it. And it does obviously work. So anyways, good talk. Um, uh, let's just touch on some hockey news. Shane Gosses bear. Is that how you pronounce his name, Tim? As far as I know. Yeah. I never heard it said out loud before. Gosses bear beer. He got waived a surprising move. Philly one point out of the playoffs behind the Bruins. He's obviously not, living up to his big contract that he signed four years ago, but he's a productive player. Uh, surprised by this? Surprised, yeah. Like, there was no rumors of that. I think most people were surprised. But if you look at his production, it's not really that surprising. And, again, I, I don't want to be a dead horse. We talked about it before. But when he was on, when he first broke into the league, he was so, so good. He was pulling up silly numbers. I want to say 65 he had at age, like, 23 season or something as a defenseman. Just so, so good. And he hasn't been able to do, really do anything close since – um, and the, the funny thing is the Flyers need D help. Like that's one of their main issues. Um, but they need more of a defensive defenseman and they need some size. They need some, some grit and that's not really his game at all. So hope I, I, I expect him to be picked up on waivers, if not traded shortly thereafter. I think there's a lot of teams that, um, like the Red Wings, for example, you know, they've got a lot of cap room. There's no pressure. Maybe he can just sort of refine his game in a different situation in a different city. But, uh, I do hope he figures it out cause he's a good player. Yeah, it was it was kind of a um, – I guess it's not a coincidence. He made those comments about his teammates a few – like a week ago, about how they were soft, they were too easy to play against, they are hanging their goalie out to dry, they were a joke. I wonder if a few of his D partners, you know, D core mates kind of voiced some displeasure to the coach or GM, and that's – this is the result of that. So, I don't know, you can't really call out your teammates when you're – guilty of doing it yourself it's just a strange thing to do and he's obviously been a healthy scratch the last few years there's been issues with him so we'll see where he ends up they actually played a fun game versus the sabers i thought the sabers were going to kind of break out of their shell they had lost 17 in a row they had three not the sabers were leading three nothing in the third period and then buffalo bees buffalo you know they gave up three lost in overtime and away we go they've lost 18 in a row setting a new modern day record by the way so they are, they're breaking records left and right, these Buffalo Sabres. So good for them. Eric Stahl, once he got traded, he did not have some kind things to say about Buffalo. He's like, I'm just going to close the book on that chapter of my life and never look at it again and burn it and never think about being in Buffalo ever again. So it's not good in Buffalo right now, Tim. I, I don't want to go into it a little bit more, but we will watch them closely to see if they're uh, sellers at the deadline, who wants to leave, who they're going to get, what is Buffalo going to do. I don't know, but they have to do something, like we always say. Anyways, anything else, Tim, you want to tell the fans? No, working on a big interview for tomorrow night, so we'll drop that as soon as we have it. But if we don't, we'll have plenty of other things to cover. So, Oh, there's lots. These interviews get in the way of all the good hockey talk. Trade deadline's coming up. Playoff pitchers starting to clear up. Lots is happening. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned for our Friday episode. We will talk to you guys soon. Cheers. 
Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. 